You're listening to episode 66 of Daughters on Fire with Robin, Arab, and Melissa Burton. In this week's episode, we reflect on Mother's Day and how we as caregivers sometimes forget that we aren't the parents of our loved one, that they are still our moms and our dads. And how can we honor them in the journey of caregiving while taking care of them, making sure they're safe, and respecting who they were and who they still are. So join us as we dive in. Are you stressed, burned out, and looking for answers as you care for an aging parent? If you are, this podcast is for you. Here you will receive actionable advice from seasoned professionals, validation and compassion for the incredibly tough job you are doing, and most importantly, supportive love from a community of like-minded warriors. You're not alone. Join this powerful community as we support you on your complicated journey and help you transform into an empowered and calmer caregiver. Hello and welcome back to Daughters on Fire. I'm here with Robin Arab and it is the, you know, week after the wonderful May Mother's Day that we all get to celebrate. So Robin, how was your Mother's Day? It was fabulous. My family uh, surprised me with a trip out of town for the three of us, and we enjoyed it immensely. That is fantastic. And I know that this time of year when we're starting into, you know, the celebrations of mothers and, and maybe birthdays and Father's Days around the corner and all of that, when we're caring for our loved one, these days often look a little differently than they have in the past. And it got me thinking that as a caregiver, I think we sometimes start seeing our parents outside of the light of being a parent and more put them into the lens of like, oh, well, they're, they're like a child, you know, they're childlike. But I think we forget that the roles don't reverse. Your mom is still your mom. And how can we still honor that and remember that without making them our child? Does that make sense, Robin? Absolutely. And I think we do feel like we're taking care of them in all aspects. But as my mother often reminded me, and I can, I've heard other parents say this as well, I am still your mother Mm -hmm. and you will do what I say. And so we have to remember, and that's part of that dignity and the love that we have for them, that they are our parents. And although we are taking care of them as if they were our children, we need to respect them and talk to them as a parent. And In that, though, you also have to adjust your own thinking to, this is not the parent that I had 20 years ago, Mm -hmm. especially if your your parent is in the throes of dementia and different things of that nature that you really, it's hard to remember that person who was in charge and who took care of things, but they are still your parent and they need that respect. Yeah, no, absolutely. Okay, I have this interesting experiential idea for us to do today. So I think that it would be interesting for us to grapple with the idea of what would it feel like if somebody was having to take care of us and slowly taking our independence away? (laughs) 
Like, I don't think, um, you know, we put ourselves in, in that position very much, but I'm just thinking I am a very, like right now in my life, a very independent person. I don't have to ask anybody for permission. I can come and go as I please, especially with my car, you know, and, and I can, I can say yes and no when I want to, what would it feel like if we were, we were dependent on somebody else? I, I can see where the power struggle starts. I can't imagine just someone telling me no around certain things. Right. And I think that's a struggle for the loved one as well as you as the caregiver. And as you were talking, I was thinking about, you know, we say that now you're not, that this is still your parent, even though you're taking care of them. We're not talking about, there are some things that they just can't make decisions about. I had a friend who she sat with her mother. Now her mother has dementia and she wanted her mother to be able to pick what food she wanted this week. They had to pick the whole week of food. She's in a facility and sat there for an hour and a half while her mother tried to decide, well, it just wasn't possible. That's just not a task that this woman could complete. So in stepping in, you know your mother's likes and dislikes, you make the menu, that's not taking over. But maybe getting in their face, shaking your finger, we've all done it. You will go and change your clothes or you will do da-da-da-da-da. Things that don't matter, that's what we're talking about. We're not talking about things that go around their safety or um, their everyday living, but we are talking about treating them with respect as we would have as a child ourselves mm-hmm. and how we want to be treated. Like you said, Melissa, think about how it, f- it would feel to you. So put yourself in that s- situation and how many times have we said, be, be where they are mm-hmm. and still show the love and, and respect. Yeah. So being where they are, Robin, what do you think that dynamic would look like if you were being cared for and Alex was there and helping you through that? It would be a struggle. Mm -hmm. It would really be a struggle. And you mentioned the car. I think that's the biggest thing that we see as far as independence. That seems to be the last step of losing your independence. So yes, not being able to go out in my car and have my daughter tell me, no, you can't go. I'll drive you, but I can't go for X number of hours because I'm, I'm on a project right now. And when I'm done, I'll take you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm very much the person, if I decide I want to go, I want to go right now. Mm -hmm. So that, that is something that that's scary. Mm -hmm. It's really scary to have somebody run your whole life, look at your finances, look at your living space, talk to your doctor, all those things are feeling a little bit like end of life, I think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that weird space of end of life and childlike too, you know. Right. It's a hard journey. Like it's a hard journey. It's it's one of compassion, but it's not it's not something that there are easy solutions. There are solutions that make things easier, but nothing about it makes it, I don't know, less painful. Well, it's not normal. Mm-hmm. Well, it's yeah, not, but it is normal. It is normal, but it's not normal in what we envision not, our lives to be. 
but it is normal that we we have to step in. Yeah. It's not where we see ourselves. It's not us as, as our, our strong, fulfilled top of Maslow's hierarchy of need, you know, self-actualized. It's going back down (laughs) that that, that pyramid. It's not climbing up towards that self-actualization anymore. It's reversing. Well, and I think also as, as daughters and children of um, caregiver taking care of their family, we also sort of want and need that mother back in our lives again, or that father taking charge. I mean, that's how we would want it to be. And so that's hard to adjust to that as well. It, it's a struggle. It's a battle. And, yeah. and and think about you, you ask yourself that question because your parents at this point are very independent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if you stepped in and, and started to make some suggestions or things, and, and I know you recently <laughs> have worked with them doing it, how do you think they felt about that? Well, right now, it's an interesting place because I think they've, they're actually requesting help more than I want to give help. <laughs> <laughs> There's always you know, a it, struggle. It's 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 the um like they're identifying where they want me to step in and I am still kind of encouraging that independence. But I can see and that may be a personality thing too. And also my knowledge of where where things are. If I wasn't taking what I know from all of the clients that I've worked with and kind of putting it through that lens, I may be more protective, more um, like assertive or overactive. Proactive. Mm-hmm. Yes, proactive, overactive in taking over their lives because I might see things that scare me, whereas I know right now that, you know, they're really not anything to be scared of. So um, in that sense, um, you know, I think we're, we're kind of in a good place of, of bouncing things back and forth with each other. And I think that now in the past, my mom battled cancer. And during that time, um, yeah, Robin, actually, it was more of a, a a stressor of maybe I needed to, I, there was more expectation put on me than I was anticipating. So maybe, I don't know if you feel like in your role that you actually felt like you had to pull the responsibility into your arena where your mom wanted to hang on to it. But mine, it's almost the opposite. (laughs) You know, I'm getting pulled or I I sense I'll get pulled. And I think that's just a, those are family personality traits. Absolutely. You know, as we say, when you've seen one family, you've seen one family. So it, it, it is different and it's, it's different as far as your role that you play in the family with your siblings as well. Mm-hmm. So it does make a huge difference. It all comes into play of how it's handled and, and what you do. I like what you said about because you know what's coming that makes you a little bit more proactive. And I think that's where my downfall was is I tried to anticipate every single thing that came along. And I think most people who are planners like myself, they do because I've worked with folks that say, okay, well, what's going to happen in five years? I need to make sure. So we, we have to be careful not to fall into that trap as well, because sometimes it goes a different way because we're not controlling everything. So it is a matter of looking at your parent and, and 
we've talked about being the investigator and deciding what is truly a need and what we are pushing for as well. But doing all that and remembering that this is the woman or man that raised you and taught you and made you the strong person you are. And I, I think I remember a couple times saying when my mom was arguing with me about something financial or home or something. And I said, you made me your power of attorney. You trusted me. I will take good care of you. Mm-hmm. You've got to let go of some of that and let me do what I think is best for you. And that seemed to help because I put it back on, you made this choice. You were responsible enough. You were smart enough. You raised you me, right? Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. So trust the process. Yeah, and that trust goes yourself. both ways. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And one of the things you said that because I've seen this play out so many times that I was more proactive, I think that what the irony is, how am I proactive? It, it, it's that I'm not active. I I am at peace with living in the moment and letting things unfold without having to take too much control over the future. And that it's kind of, there's um, an analogy out there about how do you hold a cactus? And so if you think about it, imagine you have to hold onto a cactus. How would you hold onto that cactus, Robin? Well, I wouldn't grab it, but I did. (laughs) (laughs) But you would hold on to it very, very very loosely, very gently. If you bear down on it and you try to hold it tightly, you'd suffer. Right. (laughs) So I guess that's part of what I, I feel like I hope I do and I hope encourage family members to see how they can hold on to the cactus of aging without bearing down on it and causing themselves so much pain and, and how... Again, part of the pain that's coming from this cactus is nobody wants to be holding the cactus. We want to be holding on to our parents, right? right? We want to still have the lives and the dynamic where they were these, and hopefully, you know, every family's different, but in dynamics where they were these pillars of people in our lives that helped shape us. And the idea of them not being that is is really hard. So there's grief and then there's responsibility and yeah, it's a cactus that we hold, have to hold on to lightly, for sure. It's interesting, just in, in both of our experiences, and based on what we did a few weeks ago with personality types and time management, we we are still falling into those roles where that that is your typical personality um, to be laid back and trusting, and minds to to go bull in a china shop and 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 take over. So. Those it it doesn't just work for time management. It works through every aspect of caregiving as well. And it's interesting to hear the different takes on what everybody is doing as a caregiver. Yeah, I agree with that. So maybe we can leave you with this thought of as a caregiver, as you have just celebrated Mother's Day, remember that your mom was your mom and who she was, and maybe that all of us need to every now and then grapple with how are we showing up as a caregiver? If we're like the, the Uber, um, and what am I trying to say? The Uber 
Bossy responsible. McBossy. <laughs> yes, the, the uber responsible Bossy McBossy, then maybe it's time to loosen up and, and let go a little bit. And if we're in the camp of, oh, everything's going to be fine, maybe it's time to plug in a little bit more. Maybe it's time to be more um, attentive into what's going on and maybe not be so laid back and instead be more intentional with your loved one. And just remember that this caregiving journey is best done as a team and with love and compassion. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you everyone for joining us today and we hope to have you back next week. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and ask that you subscribe to this podcast. If you find this podcast helpful, please leave a review so we can reach more women like you. You are not alone on your journey, and the Fire Tribe is here to support you. Check us out at DaughtersOnFire.com and our Facebook group for more support and resources. Until next time, remember, you are the fire that fuels the engine of life.